Well, hello, hello. Welcome back to your zest life. I'm your host, Genevieve, and you've just got me today. I've got to be honest, I'm a little excited to have you all to myself. We've had a really great last few weeks. If you've been listening, we had Women's Community collaborating. So Women's is my women's nonprofit, and we did a series called Sober Curious. And so we've had some women coming on here talking about their sobriety or their sober curious experience and had a lot of awesome feedback. So I'm looking forward to future episodes where we can do collaborations like that. I think this is a good opportunity to throw in as well that if you are someone who is interested in collaborating with Womenists or you're interested in doing something together, you can always reach out to me. Find me on Genevieve underscore Nutting Howarth on Instagram. But today, I got to be honest, I don't know if you can tell my voice. I'm like, okay, Genevieve, calm, center, focus. (laughs) It's been a really, really exciting, great morning. I woke up and it's going to be what I think 53 degrees here in the Treasure Valley, at least this weekend. And it was sunny and just felt so refreshing to wake up to. I also got to say, it's a big weekend for us. My sister's coming into town. It's also both my parents' birthdays. My dad is turning 60. And I get to go play in nature with one of my favorite humans who you all know and love, Lauren from Calm Point. What else is going on? We have yoga fort coming up. So if you are in the Treasure Valley or if you're just looking for a good excuse to come visit Boise, we have tree fort coming up third week of March, last week of March. And I get to be a part of Hack Fort as well as Yoga Fort. It's my first time getting to teach at Yoga Fort, and I'm just elated. I get to have Lauren, who's going to do meditation, and then Emer, who's going to DJ it, and I get to lead a yoga. So it's going to be like a vibe and flow. So put that on your calendar. Yeah, so lots of good things going on. And actually, I don't know if you remember this video. I like my whole house. My house is great. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Anything better. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you guys. Do you remember that? I don't even know when this came out. This is saying 2014, but I think that this was way, 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 way further back than that. Uh, Jessica's daily (laughs) self-affirmations. I've been using that video in my coaching. We're talking about affirmations and how you start off your day. And that video just makes me smile every time. So look it up. Jessica's daily self-affirmations. She's looking at herself in the mirror. and She's talking about all these things that she likes and all these things she's grateful for and that she believes she can do anything better than anyone. And she's in these, what are these? Like these, these cute little PJs too. They have like dinosaurs on them. But that's how I feel this morning. My heart is so full. And 
if you're listening to this and saying, okay, pour me a cup of whatever you're having, I'll let you know, I had decaf this morning. I know, gasp. <laughs> Some of you who are out there thinking, uh, okay, death before decaf, right? I think that's what the sticker is. But here's the real kicker to this, and this is going to lead into what we're talking about today. I, waking up this morning, just have not felt this way in a little bit of time. Uh, winter, I'm not a winter girl. It's hard. It's hard for me to do snow sports because we'll do snowshoeing, but you know it takes more time to get to the mountain, and it's not as easy as in the summer. You know, going for a hike or going for a bike ride, going to the river. And so I really, really struggle, especially January, February. I think a lot of us do, right? Especially here in the Treasure Valley, we get a lot of inversions. You don't get a lot of sunshine. And so it was a really big deal to wake up this morning and just feel alive. I don't know about how you're feeling, but I know going into February specifically, it is one of the most challenging months for me. And this year I decided that I was going to be really intentional in changing my internal dialogue. So I redirected my focus and I said, you know what? February is going to be an awesome month. And I'm going to focus on finding the good in a time of year that normally just feels really crummy. And why this is so relevant to today's conversation on habit building and more specifically on how to turn thoughts into action is I was having a conversation we're doing, or I'm doing one-on-ones with my women's team this week. And one gal I love to geek out with, we were having a conversation about neural pathways. So I'm going to invite you to geek out with me here for a minute. So if you don't know what a neural pathway is, so your neural pathways are these series of connected neurons that will send signals from one part of the brain to another. So communication and these connected neurons are how we process the information we, re- we receive. So it's what enables us to interact with others. It's what allows us to experience our emotions, how we feel, our sensations. They also allow us to create our beliefs. Um, they create our memories. They're what allow us to learn and to expand our knowledge. And neural pathways then, again, allow us to learn or unlearn something. So if we're specifically looking at habits or self-talk, by changing your neural pathways, you can change your habits. You can change the way you think about yourself, the way you talk about yourself, which I don't know, you guys, this, this is awesome. Did you know that you can change your neural pathways, right? Your brain continuously as you're getting older will create new neural pathways, And as we get older, it gets harder, right? But it's how you're showing up in your day-to-day. What are you doing to create those neural pathways? And so you can alter existing ones to adapt to new experiences. Um, It's how you learn new information, right? That's why reading, um, doing puzzles are so important. And then that's why you can also create new memories. So how... Let's get to the root of it, right? I always want to know how. Like, give me action items. Give me specifics. So you can create new habits. You can solidify old ones. So if there were old habits that you once engaged in, 
You can re-solidify those with intentionality and a game plan, which we'll get into that later as well. You can do something different. So how often do you catch yourself living on autopilot, taking the same way to work, you know, waking up, you reach for your phone, you do the same thing, you're hitting the snooze button, you eat the same things. I mean, I just like to go through and think in my life, what are all the things that I'm doing consistently that contribute to me living on autopilot? So I'm not really being intentional in how I'm showing up. They're, they were saying that in some of the studies I was reading that by the time we're 35 years old, up to 90% of what we think, feel, and do is recycled from our past. Right, so that's where we start to get into autopilot. That's where we start to recycle our beliefs. So if your beliefs are hindering you, if your self-talk internal dialogue is not supporting you and you're just recycling that, I mean, think about how that processes over time as you get older. It's why we start to limit our visions. It's why we start to limit what we think we're capable of doing. But remember, here's, here's what's cool is that you get to change that, right? And you... So if you don't like how you're living, if you don't like the direction you're going, and if you don't like how you feel, you have full, full control over changing that. And we do it through positive direction, right? So positive affirmation, focusing more on our wins rather than our losses. We do it through repetition and practice, right? If you're trying to build a new habit, doing that repetition, visualization that's why visualization techniques um, or meditation that's the other one you can do but visualizing what do I want my life to look like right who do I want to be surrounding myself with how do I how do I visualize myself showing up in my life these are so so powerful so before we get too far into that here's what got me really into thinking about this as I mentioned earlier not a winter gal, it's really difficult this time of year for me to feel in alignment with myself and to stay on track with my goals and my routines that truly make me feel fulfilled. I think a lot of us can relate to, you know, when it's spring or summer, fall even, it's a little bit warmer outside, we get more sunshine, you're getting that vitamin D, you're more likely to engage in activities that are going to boost your endorphins, right, increase your serotonin. And so, I feel really great, I would say, like, really most of the year, April through, like, November, because I'm able to get outside, specifically in those warmer months. I really enjoy the mornings. I love to go outside and read, write. That's how I connect to myself. I take more quiet time for reflection. I'm in the outdoors. And I sat this morning thinking about what it was that I felt like I was missing right now. And what it was I was looking for, like what, what, what's lacking in my life that is keeping me from feeling in alignment? Like how can I take control of this? Because I, I don't want to sit out. I don't want to be on the bench of life, right, for January, February, March. Like that's, that's three wasted months. That's a whole quarter that you're out. And so I reflected back to when was a time that I felt like I was consistently showing up. And again, I'm going to my mornings because I feel like mornings are really vital start to your day and how the rest of your day goes. And in my 20s, I was a big runner. Uh, it was before I was teaching a lot of group fitness classes. And so I had more time for my own personal workouts. 
And I took a lot of joy in waking up before the sunrise. I mean, I, I really was someone who enjoyed putting feet to pavement um, or going out in the foothills and running. And there was just something really invigorating about being up with the sun, being one of the first ones to experience this new day. I mean, yeah, liberating. It was liberating. It was refreshing. I mean, you get your runners high. And I loved this summer, you know, being able to take my dog with me. At the time, Seuss was my running buddy when I moved back. And I felt really limitless where I could run. I could go in the foothills. I would, when my husband, or was my boyfriend at the time, but when he lived down in Hyde Park, you know, I would go run out, gosh, I can't remember the road anymore, but just in the middle of nowhere. And when I lived in New York, it was my way of exploring the city. I got to know my way around the area and got to connect with myself, got to have quiet time. And it was something I was very dedicated to. So throughout the year, unless it dropped below 20, that was my marker, is if it dropped below 20 degrees, then I wouldn't go run. I'd do something inside. But I would even run then. And, and now, which is wild, I look to it, I struggle now to even just get outside and go for a walk in the winter. So that's something you can relate to, probably. And... I didn't realize just how much I missed that feeling. And since then, I've really struggled to find something that makes me feel the same way or makes me kind of start my days that same way consistently. So the, the point of this being, I wanted to start thinking of focusing on how I'm starting my day. So let's go back to where, let me ask you a question. Where are you at in your life right now? Like, how are you feeling? What are you looking for? Where do you feel unfulfilled or where do you feel fulfilled? I think that routines and habits are a crucial part of our day-to-day lives. I don't just think this, I, I really believe it. I know it to be true. And it's a huge part of my coaching with clients and corporations. It's key to our success, how we show up, our overall structure and foundation to everything we do. And so I sat down with myself and and I treated myself like a client. I started to look at my habits. And lately my schedule's been really inconsistent. Again, can you relate to this, (laughs) right? We We strive for consistency, but it can be difficult to find that. Some days I teach first thing in the morning, others I have to myself. And when I do have myself a morning to myself, I found that I'm just really tired and I, I lack the motivation, which if you've heard me say this before, you cannot rely on motivation, right? You've, you've got to have direction. You've got to have a game plan because motivation will not always be there for you, especially when you need it. And I've been really, really tired lately. And so this has been a tough balance of practicing grace with myself while also trying to be my own you know, cheerleader and motivator and get myself going. And I've realized that if I'm not budgeting my time well, I don't get time to myself in the morning. The rest of my day feels chaotic. So all of this whole process made me think to this idea of how we construct our habits and routines and more in depth to the action side, right? It's easier to think or say what we want than to actually take action and make it happen, right? How many times have you said, I want this. Like you've gotten to the point where you've identified, I want to be that person who works out in the morning 
or I want to change up my diet and incorporate more greens, incorporate more vegetables, or I want to travel more. I mean, I, I know I can put a list of things together that I've said I want to do, but I've not taken action on, right? And there's only so much you can do at one time. So this isn't me saying, write everything down a list and let's get it all done right now. But it's me saying, let's look at those things that are really important that you know, you know right now you want to be incorporating into your life. You know they're going to help you to feel more fulfilled. So... Let's identify it first. There's a habit you want to change or there's a habit that you want to create or maybe a habit you want to re-solidify that you've already had. So we identify what the currently existing habit is that maybe does not favor us. It does not support what we want to be doing. And then identify what you want it to be, right? So let's say I'm going to go back to my example right now is that I want to be just showing up stronger in my morning, showing up more excited in my mornings, taking being being better about my time management in the mornings. So what is the the currently existing habit that is limiting me? I, mean, I, I could think of a few, but one is, you know, maybe sleeping in more often than I feel like I should, uh, not having a consistent routine, not setting myself up for success. And some of the habits then that I want them to be is I'd like to have more time for journal and reflection. I would like to move my body in a way that recharges me and that I enjoy. That's the habit, but that's not the action. All right, so the action is what supports the habit that you want to make habit or to make happen. So l- let's break this down to something that maybe makes a little more sense. If I were to tell you, be positive, right? You want to be more positive in your life. You want to show up more optimistic, or I say, get motivated, right? That's, you know, this isn't really a habit, it's more of a feeling, but it's very, very vague. How do I get more positive? How do I get more motivated? Or if I say, don't be sad, okay, that's great. Of course, I don't want to be sad. I want to be happy, but how? So we might understand what the result should be. And we likely know why we want that result. But there needs to be an underlying behavior or action that supports that. So the lack of direction, the lack of action is what either prevents us or the ability to have action, to be able to have clarity is what allows us to be directed from getting point A to point B. So say point A is where you're at now. Let's say you're sad, you're frustrated, you've got low energy. Point B is where you want to be. You want to be energized. You want to be fulfilled. You want to be excited. You want to be happy. What is the action that will take you from point A to point B? That's the habit you want to be working on. So another example that I can think of is, is think about a kid. Right? As a kid, we're, we're building so many neural pathways. And when a kid is learning how to walk... You don't just say to the child, okay, it's time to walk, right? You have to work up to it. There has to be positive reinforcement. They have to be able to fail and to be given the opportunity to try again. So let's break this down then into action steps. You know, I love good action steps. So what, and I'll try to bring it back to the example that I'm giving so there's, there's consistency in this. 
I'm trying to take back my mornings and I'm trying to create a routine that makes me feel alive and excited for the day. But I need to identify how to do that. So the first step you're going to do before you even get started on any of this, and I want you to take out a pen, take out a paper, something to write on, but identify how do I want to feel or what do I want to receive? Right? I don't even want you to start to identify the actions yet. I don't want you to identify or start ripping apart what your routine currently is, what you want it to be. I just want you to identify how you want to feel or what you want to receive. So for me, when I did this exercise, I wrote down energized. I want to feel at peace. I want to get that endorphin high. And I want to find structure to get myself ready for the day. Now, after you've written those down, the second part is you are going to break down each component you're looking to get out of your change in habit. So I would take energized, that would be its own component. I would take at peace, that would be its own component, endorphin high, etc. And underneath each of those, you're going to list the current habits that you have that prevents you from feeling or achieving what you're looking for. So what habits do I currently have in the morning that prevent me from feeling energized? And then you're going to list what actions that you already know or you believe would help direct you towards achieving that desired outcome. So what habits could help me feel more at peace in the morning? And you'll have two lists when you do this. So habits you want to change or get rid of and habits you want to create or incorporate into your pre-existing routines. Now, the third thing, actually, before we get into the third thing, let's say a couple, I want to say a couple important things here is that when you look at this list, so especially if you're identifying several different behaviors, you're going to have a lot of different habits that you're wanting to deconstruct or create. And so I'm not telling you, we're going to change everything at once, right? There's always going to be a to-do list, right? There's always going to be something that you want to change. So I don't want you to feel overwhelmed. And I want to make this as simple as possible so we stick with it and you're efficient, right? Our neural pathways, by the way, we always take the pathway of least resistance. So if you make this challenging, it's going to be more difficult to stick with it. And then notice how Part of this too is incorporating into your pre-existing routine. We call this habit stacking. Now, if you're a frequent listener here, you've heard this concept before, meaning you're going to take what already works for you or something you already do that contributes to your desired goal and you're going to stack your habit or your new habit on top of it. So an example that I thought of here is when you have your living room, right? I'm I'm very into interior design. I don't, uh, that doesn't mean I'm good at it, but I'm, I'm into it. And I like how one thing can change the dynamic of the room or can evolve the dynamic of the room. And our living room, we've had the same couches in there for six years. You know, they work, they allow us to relax. <laughs> it's a supportive environment, right? We have a TV in there. Again, it works. It allows us to unwind together, to watch funny movies and connect. Uh, really not a lot has changed in our living room, but I was feeling like it was kind of stale last summer, right? And if you're in interior design or, or even like feng shui of the house, 
you kind of understand this. And I found this super cool print when I was out one day. And I think all it said on it was like, good vibes. And I just was in a season, I think we've been in the season the last couple of years. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I could use more good vibes in my life. And it was colorful and bright. And I put it up on our wall. Now, I only changed one thing in that room, right? Nothing else changed. Everything else was fine. It didn't need to change. But that one piece, my husband walked in. He goes, this room just feels different. I feel really happy. And I, I said, you do. <laughs> and he looked at it and, and he saw the good vibes. He goes, I really like that picture, which kudos to him for noticing that too. But it's, it's one thing, right? So you're not going to change if the whole dynamic of the living room, changing out the couches, change out the TV, change out the color of the paint, change out the rug. It's just one thing, right? Th throw a fresh plant in there. That'll bring your room to life. I feel like now I want to get into feng shui talking about that. But that's an example of habit stacking if you need a visual. So you're going to take your routine and you're going to stack a habit that you're trying to incorporate because you're already, you've already identified that what you're doing you know, a couple things you're doing work well for you. So put something on top of it that already is coming for you naturally. And then the last part of this, and this is really important, is that we are focusing on the habits you want to incorporate and less on the habits you want to deconstruct or get rid of. And here's why. Where your focus goes, your energy flows, right? So if you focus on the negative, that's where your energy is going to go. So if your goal is to wake up and get five minutes of meditation in, 10 minutes of movement and whatever your goal is, but every time you hit snooze, instead of waking up to your alarm, you're focused on the snooze rather than focusing on, well, you got your meditation and movement in yesterday, or maybe you didn't get your full workout in that morning, but you got a little bit in, but you're not focused on that. You're dwelling on the fact that you hit snooze. You're criticizing yourself. You're putting yourself down, right? That's that child that, well, they walked a couple of steps and then they fell down. Why aren't we praising them for the couple steps they took? You know, you're not going to dwell on the fact they fell down. You're, you're going to praise them for what they did. So treating yourself the same way. If you're focused on the positive change, you're going to bring your energy and your focus into creating more of that, right? It's positive reinforcement. This is something that I would classify underneath the crowding out theory, which again is referenced here on Your Zest Life frequently. Uh, we actually just talked about on the last episode with Mackenzie Joyner. And crowding out is where you focus more on what you want to incorporate into your life rather than what you are displeased with. We, we hear this a lot in nutrition so if you're trying to change your habit, change your, change your um, food choices, you're not going to focus on the sugar that you're trying not to eat. You're not going to focus on the fast food that you're trying not to consume. You're going to focus on, you know, what fresh fruits and vegetables do you enjoy eating? And how can you get more of that into your diet? How can you use that to, to satisfy your appetite more rather than thinking about, oh, I'm missing out on you know, stopping and, and getting fast food or getting my French fries dipped in Wendy's Frosty, right? So last part here too is that you're learning how to celebrate your wins rather than dwell on your losses. And that goes to your wow sandwich, right? You talk about your wins, what your opportunity is, what, what sandwich it with another win. 
So learning how to celebrate your wins, learning how to celebrate your victories, rather than be so focused and dialed into what the loss was. All right, the third out of four steps that you're going to do is from the list that you have, right? So you've created the list of habits that you want to deconstruct and the habits that you want to create. You're going to identify one to two habits that you want to incorporate into your lifestyle, right? You'll have time to focus on the other ones. Don't worry about them. They will come. Just focus on one to two. And try not to fixate too much on which one is more important. Honestly, I would take the one that is easier. And that is not, I mean, I love a challenge. I love a challenge. I think we grow through challenges. But if you are just trying to create a routine, a habit that supports a lifestyle change, and you've already listed all those other habits, you've got your work cut out for you. Let's boost your confidence first by tackling an easier habit rather than tackling the most difficult one. Right? If you want to run a marathon, you're not going to start off the first day and just run 26 miles, right? No, you're, you're not going to show up the next day. You're likely either going to get injured or discouraged, right? You're going to break it down into something smaller. You're going to start walking. You're going to run a mile, whatever it is. So the goal here is to boost our confidence, to boost our mental strength. So go back to your neural pathways, Right? If you are looking to create something new, you're able to change. I think that that's what's the most important part here is the belief system that you have in yourself, that you're capable of creating this change. And if you are accomplishing easier tasks, but they're adding up over time, that's going to significantly add up to something more drastic, something bigger. So waking up five minutes earlier, moving your body for even 10 minutes first thing in the morning, journaling what you're grateful for daily, start small, work your way up. Right? I like to call it your confidence muscle. You're boosting your confidence muscle. You're boosting your mental strength. You're building your resiliency muscle. And then you can start to tackle the bigger things, right? That 10 minute moving your body turns into 15 minutes, turns into 20 minutes, turns into 30, turns into, you know, an hour workout, you're not taking off the whole hour chunk at once. You're breaking it down as something that is doable. And then you're reconstructing or restructuring your neural pathways to believe that you are capable of creating change, that you're capable of doing more difficult things because you are focusing on the things you do well rather than the things you're failing at. You guys, this is huge. All right, so the last part of this, right, is you're going to create a plan. This is your action, right? This is what we've been talking about. The foundation to the change in your habit and your lifestyle. You're going to create an action plan and you're going to identify within that action plan how are you going to stack it on top of something you're already doing that is beneficial for your goals. Something simple, something specific. So let me take you through an example of what this would look like. Again, in relation to those feelings and behaviors that I already identified that I'm looking for. So I said, I want to feel at peace. I want to feel energized. I want to get an endorphin high and I want to be structured and ready for the day. So steps two through three, break down each component, what I'm looking to get out of my change in habit and list the current habits preventing me and habits I want to create that will direct me to my goals. So I won't go through the entire list. But let's look at the first one. So the first concept is I want to feel at peace. 
I would list what's preventing me currently in my in my habits and my routines that's, that's keeping me from feeling at peace first thing in the morning. Uh, obvious one to me is getting on my phone first thing when I wake up. Okay, so then what habits could I create that will direct me towards my goal of wanting to feel at peace? I know journaling is something that helps me to feel more at peace. I know moving my body, something that I enjoy helps me feel at peace. So then that third is identifying, like, what can I do, right? Third and fourth is identifying an action plan. So I would habit stack. I already currently meditate, so I will journal for 10 minutes after meditation. Here's the action step for that, right? Because, again, I could say I'm going to journal after I meditate, but I want to break it down so it's even more simple. So my action is I'm going to place my journal on top of my phone, so my journal is the first thing I grab when I wake up instead of my phone. Notice, it's specific and it's stacking on top of something that I'm already doing that is supporting my goal. Meditation makes me feel at peace, right? If I wanted, I could make this even more specific by breaking down and saying, I'm just going to start by journaling my affirmation for the day. All right, let's look at one more. I'm looking to get an endorphin high. So what is preventing me currently from feeling that endorphin high? Um, not getting light, not going outside, not moving my body first thing in the morning, uh, or when I do move my body, forcing myself to do something that I don't necessarily enjoy for movement, right? If you don't enjoy it, it's going to be hard for you to stick to it. Right now I go to our clubhouse gym, eh, it's fine. I don't really find joy in it, so it's not as motivating for me to get there. So what is a habit that would direct me towards my goal of getting that endorphin high? I could go for a walk outside. I could do a freestyle yoga in the morning. So then the action here is I'm going to stack it. And this is where I'm gonna take those two goals of wanting to journal right after meditation and then moving my body. And I'm going to create my action plan. So I will meditate for 10 minutes when I wake up. I'm gonna grab my journal, it's right on top of my phone write down my journal for 10 minutes. I'm going to have my yoga clothes laid out, ready to go. And that's my action plan. So see how it's similar to what I'm already doing, but I've been specific enough in the actions that I need to take to make it into a routine. Okay, that was a lot of info for you today. <laughs> I want you to digest it. And maybe you go back and listen to this over again. But let's, let's summarize it. So you will first, what? Identify the action or identify how you want to feel, what you want to receive. Break down each component, right, each feeling by identifying the habits that prevent you and the habits that will direct you towards that goal. Make a list of all the habits that you want to incorporate Identify one to two habits that you'll have at stack with what you're currently doing. And then create a detailed and doable action plan. The last part of this, I think, is maybe the most important part. And that you're going to practice grace. Right? You are not expected to show up perfectly. And you are going to get the opportunity to incorporate repetition into this. So each day is going to feel different, but you're going to give yourself positive reinforcement, right, by focusing on your wins rather than dwelling or feeling stuck in your losses. 
And then remember, you have those cool neural pathways that allow you to be capable of change and rewiring how you believe in yourself, how you view yourself, how you talk to yourself. And gosh, if that's if that's the one thing that you focus on right now and your habit is, I just want to talk better to myself. I want to talk more kind to myself. That in itself is such an awesome habit that I don't think enough of us focus on. I know myself, that's something I have to constantly be aware of. How am I talking to myself? So I don't know, maybe I give you the challenge right now that you write down something, something positive about you, something that something that you think is just awesome about who you are, right? Go back to Jessica's affirmation, right? She loves her house. She loves her mom. She loves her haircut. She can do anything better than anyone. Yeah, you can be like Jessica. All right, gang, thank you so much for being here. I really am so appreciative that you're in this community. Like I said, if there is a way that we can connect, we can collaborate, please reach out. I would love to have you on here. I'd love to have your voice, your story be heard. Otherwise, until next time, have a wonderful day. Go out, live your zest life. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this episode brought some zest into your life. And if you think this podcast will bring value to someone else, please feel free to share. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. You can also find more insight on my Instagram at Genevieve underscore Nutting Howard and click the link in this episode's description where you can find my website. All right. I can't wait to rally with you next week. Thank you.